Thank you so much for tuning into The Blend. My name is Steve Benz. We are broadcasting live from Studio B in downtown Chicago. I'm very uh, happy. I'm very excited about today's guest. Her name is Jade Starling. She is the front person for the band Pretty Poison. Pretty Poison had some great, great singles. Catch Me, I'm Falling. Take Me, I'm Yours. Expiration, No Tears. The list goes on and on. Let us welcome Jade Starling to the show. Steve, so great to be here. You know what? I was looking through some of my old notes, and Lord knows I still have notes in like uh, scribbled in notebooks. Some are decades old. You and I have been doing this for decades, and I can't believe we have never had an interview. Strange, right? But, you know, we have so many mutual friends, it was bound to happen at some point, you know? (laughs) Or maybe our mutual friends thought, let's keep those two apart a little while longer. You're a little bit out there. I'm a little bit out there. But together, we are the perfect mix. Okay. I like it. So with that, everybody knows who you are. You're the front person for Pretty Poison. You've got the great single that everybody knows. I don't. Right now, they're singing it to themselves right now. I cannot believe it's been that many years since it topped the charts. We actually just had a 30-year anniversary. So, Yeah. That is wild. I hope they showed your video and your picture from way back then, because Lord knows you look better now than then. You know what? I I agree. I just think that the fashions and the hair huh. and, you know, everything in the 80s, the mid to late 80s, was just so extreme. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I just think I finally found my niche. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I, I trusted a lot of people back then, and, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's some pretty crazy hair. Your hair, if I had your height of hair, I would have stood seven feet tall. <laughs> That's great. I mean, I had big hair, but you really had astronomical hair back then. Uh, yeah, so did, so did uh, Way Cooler uh, from my group. He, his hair was even higher than mine. The hours of teasing. If you were not, the listeners here, if you were not really part of the 80s and you did not use either Aquanet or Rave, you do not live through that decade like we did. Oh, so true. And us. Very, very true. And you know, you a Philly girl, me a Chicago guy, you know, um, you know, with the weather, you had to have that stuff on you. You had to. Mm. Well, my whole band used it. I mean, if you look back, we were truly a hair band. A lot of hair going on. <laughs> That's where I don't think anybody got the name, the joke of the hair bands and stuff, because um, although I was not very big in radio at the time, but I had big ginormous hair, and then you put the headphones over the hair, and you look really stupid, And but you look great. You still look great. I can't believe I was going to ask you when we were texting back and forth, like, are you in some sort of health regiment? You know, I really do live a very healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like, I work out, I train, I do yoga, I do weightlifting, I try to eat clean, I do protein shakes. Wow. I, you know, overall, I just try to really live a healthy lifestyle. And, you know, I really, truly believe that the joy that comes from creating music and mm-hmm. still doing what I love to do, mm-hmm. I think that that says a lot about how happy I look and the joy that it brings me. You know what I mean? It's like an inner zen. 
and I just feel very blessed. I mean, I feel really more happy and appreciative today than I did back then, you know? Why do you think that? Why is that really true? I, I speak to a lot of artists from the 80s, 90s, and, and what have you, and they are so much, including yourself, are sound so much healthier than you did when you were at the height of your careers. I mean, I just think back then you didn't really know. You didn't mm. know that you were supposed to take vitamins and eat right <laughs> and go to sleep and not do drugs and not drink and party all the time. You know what I mean? It totally wreaks havoc. I mean, you look at people and you can see who drinks water, mm. you know, whose skin looks good because they're hydrated and they drink a lot of water and they eat right. Or, you know, who drank a lot and partied hard and yep. looked, you know, like their skin looks like an alligator. You know, you know. Yes. You can tell by looking in a person's eyes, mm. you know, what their lifestyle is. Very true. And all the years I lived out in Los Angeles, the women just caked it. And you could tell who had surgery, who didn't. There were more nose jobs for the guys that I knew out there than the women. Oh, I believe it. I mean, getting a boob job out there is like getting a tooth pulled on a Tuesday. Oh, yeah. So I just, oh. I've left my broken nose. I, I won't get it fixed. No, I won't. <laughs> well, you know, it adds charm. <laughs> I mean, there's something to be said for staying natural and just appreciating what God gave you. I mean, I have never had any surgery. I've never had any injections, none of that stuff. Wow. I really do attribute my, uh, you know, my healthy... Yeah. Good skin and stuff, mostly to, you know, good living and good genes, you know. I, I think that, you know, my family was very generous to me, and I just take care of what I have, you know. Now, talking about family, I, I did see that both of your parents were musicians. Yes. Yes, I come from a very musical household. So was it a very... also was a guitarist. Uh, my dad was a jazz guitarist. He played several different instruments. He even played accordion. He played uh, trumpet. You know, there was always, like, music going on in the house. And uh, my mom played piano, and she sang. And I think that was just such a, a lovely way to grow up, having music in the house. Mm -hmm. It was so uplifting and, you know, joyful. So I thought of the styles that your parents played. How did you get to, you think of the time, the 80s. Now they call it EDM. But back then, house music was in, invented in Chicago back then. I'm not sure what they called it in Philly. Here you take the environment that you grew up with, and you come up with this badass dance track. How did that come about? Well, I mean, my dad always played jazz music in the house, and he actually liked groups like Kansas, and uh, he liked a lot of progressive rock bands, too, mm -hmm. that he would go see. So, I mean, a lot of that stuff was playing in the house when I grew up. So, I think uh, also because coming from the Philadelphia, New Jersey, New York area, a lot of the rap and uh, freestyle stuff was big mm, when I was okay. growing up. So, okay. I mean, we got a lot of that rhythmic stuff uh, influenced through our music and early on with jazz and progressive rock. So I think it, it kind of fused it all together and became sort of this, like, pop dance fusion. Mm -hmm. 
you know, was, you know, fused with rock and rhythm. So I'd like to say that it's pretty, you know, because of my diverse uh, upbringing and background in music, that that our original music was influenced by so many great, mm-hmm. you know, styles and artists, you know? Now, some might say or think that you were an overnight sensation. That could never be true in the music industry because there's always something you have to do. There's years of preparing. There's years of struggle. There's years of driving wherever you need to go to perform. Was that true for you, or were you, as some might think, an overnight sensation? No, there's no such thing as an overnight yeah. sensation. Uh, I mean, I've been in bands since I'm 14, 15 years old. I mean, we we did a lot of clubs. I was actually playing in clubs in this area when I was underage. So, I mean, we were already outperforming in, in clubs, playing, uh, you know, on a circuit, and just like everyone else, trying to kick the door down and get a break. So, no, I mean, I we played for a good, you know, maybe five mm-hmm. to ten years before getting any type of real success. And I mean, we've had more hits than just Catching and Falling. Right. We've had Nighttime, yep. which actually came around twice, once independently and then in the second time on Virgin Records. And uh, then our third single, When I Look Into Your Eyes, they were all number one dance hits yep. and top 40 pop hits. And actually two of them were on the R&B charts as well. So we had, you know, top 12 R&B songs. So, I mean, it really sort of knocked down those barriers of white groups being able to play urban-influenced Very true. Music. I mean, we were one of the only white artists to ever perform on Soul Train. So there's a lot of, you know, a lot of amazing things that we've done musically that people don't even realize. We've, you know, we've charted over a dozen times on Billboard. Uh, my solo stuff, I just had a top three uh, dance record two years ago with a song called Better and Better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting ready to put out a new record. In another couple weeks, around Labor Day weekend, I'll be dropping my new single, Fired Up, which is actually a remake of the Funky Green Dog song, the 97 smash hit from uh, Funky Green Dog. Wow, when you release that, you're going to have to call the show. Got to get you on for that. Yes. That would be incredible. I performed at the International DJ Expo in Atlantic City this past Monday night. And uh, debuted the single, and the DJs were just like going crazy. When can I get it? When can I get it? It went over so well. We had this amazing uh, light show and amazing production. We performed at the Harris Pool, which is this big dome-shaped room, mm-hmm. like a ginormous room. It's just like amazing, very futuristic looking. And uh, the response was great. So um, I get just as excited if not more, to put out new music that people, you know, receive well. Well, sure. And, of course, I feel blessed that they right. still love the old stuff. So right. in, the, in our shows, we try to incorporate, you know, hits from the past and present, too. And and actually, another record is coming out, another single that we, we did a collaboration with this Italian DJ, a very young guy, he's like 26 years old, his name is Otto Orlandi. We wrote a song with him called So Alive, and that will be coming out. That drops in October. And he's on Sony. 
music. So uh, we're thinking, we're hoping it's going to also come out on Sony or a Sony, uh, one of their uh, labels. Sure. So, I mean, when when people identify with a song as big as Catch Me on Falling, I mean, it's, it's iconic. Mm-hmm. I understand that, yep. you know. But they also uh, are surprised a lot of time to see that we're still out there performing. We're still on tour. We're still doing live shows. Uh, right now, I'm in rehearsals with a live band with a guitar, bass, um, way cooler, uh, my partner from the group. He's also the producer, and uh, he plays, he's a multi-instrumentalist. He plays mm-hmm. keyboard, guitar. So we're out there with a real band again, and I, I love, I just love being out there performing. And even doing these smaller venues, uh, like the living room in Long Island, where you get like 200 people that you're, mm-hmm. you're just sitting in this small room and you're, you're playing almost like an unplugged environment. And uh, just love uh, connecting with the fans like that in an intimate, you know, in an intimate way. But with that said, we're also on, an, on arena tours with the Freestyle Explosion, and we did date uh, last year with the Lost 80s tours. So, I mean, no matter what the audience, whether it's 200 or 20,000, whatever it may be, we always try to, you know, bring the audience into the into the performance and have them feel a part of it. It's very important to me to connect sure. with the audience. And they keep coming back. You know, it's part of uh, whatever year that was when it came out that we identify with. I have a close relationship with the Lost 80s Live Tour as well, and I was going to ask about that tour. Spandau okay. Ballet, I've talked to Tony a million times. Uh, that must, for, for me, for who else you, you were missing persons, I think Naked Eyes, was on tour with you. That would have been a phenomenal tour to see. You know what the, the highlight of the Lost 80s uh, tour for us was coming on, on stage at the end of the night. Tony Hadley would pull everyone out mm-hmm. there and, and have like a jam session. So it, it was like this fantasy come true of being out there on stage with all those iconic groups and just singing and performing with them and just feeling like one big happy family. I mean, it was it, it was surreal, if you will. And, you know, I, I've come away with so many friendships from that particular tour. And I still keep in touch with a lot of those people. Mm-hmm. I'm in touch with Dale Bozio. I'm in touch with Terry Nunn. Yeah. Um, you know, I just feel like I can reach out to those people. Uh, Martha Davis from the motel, she, mm-hmm. she reaches out to me sometimes. So I just feel uh, I feel very blessed to have been a part of that. And hopefully, uh, you know, I know Rob Juarez likes to, you know, he likes to mix it up. Mm-hmm. So he, he changes the lineup every year. So hopefully he'll have us back next year because it was, I have to say it was one of the highlights of my life being on that show. Yeah, I'm actually friends with Rob myself and uh, introduced yeah. some of the bands when they're right. when they stopped here in Chicago for the first time this past month. And I saw that and I actually saw your you did a Facebook live. Yep. And that's what made me reach out to you yeah. because I was watching you and just 
your heartfelt, uh, you know, what you were talking about backstage and stuff, how how genuine it was. And yeah. I said, oh, you know, I have to reach out to you because you know so many people I know. Yeah. We all we know all the same people. And that is the beauty of what it is that I do. And much like you, people sit here and talk to me, go, what, you've been around that many years, Steve? It's like, well, well yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like a cockroach. I'm not going anywhere. And I was going to comment about talking about the 22-year-old producer. You know, when I meet 22-year-old producers on my side, I just kind of went, ah, you know, you kind of wonder, you kind of wonder, but there's always that gem out there. That we have to work with the younger group as we look like the old, well, I look like the old fart, not like you, you know, so. <laughs> um, actually, the guy we're working with is 26, he'll be 27. Woo, big difference. Yeah, big difference, right? <laughs> right. But I have to say that he's very uh, worldly and sophisticated. I don't doubt that one bit, because he if you. Lives, no, listen, he's from Cuomo, Italy. He lives in Dubai and and lives in Las Vegas, so he goes back and forth. Um, wow. You can, if you check out his Instagram, his name's Otto Orlandi. Wow. He's in Singapore right now. Last week he was in London, and he just travels the world. He works with a lot of people. He's been a ghost producer for people like the Chainsmokers. Yeah. Yep. Um, he's up and coming, but he's one of those, like an old soul, you know what I mean? He's When you talk to him, you're not thinking that you're you're right. working with somebody who's 26 years old you're working with someone who's yep. very um knowledgeable yep. and very sophisticated and uh i just think in europe they grow up a lot faster than they do here they're more yep. open-minded to so many you know, and it's things, a different it's, it's a different style it, it's so a different lifestyle so and you know dance music exploded over there years ago it's like it took us a very long time to catch up it, it is very weird of uh, the fans of this show in Germany and the UK and Scotland everywhere that uh, the 80s music is exploding. I can't believe that my show is picked up around the world. It is the oddest thing ever and where my big dreams was uh, back then to make it to Los Angeles, depending on what it was that you were trying to do. Now, talking about that producer who's living the life around the world, how small the world has become in such a short time. Yeah, it's insane. It's really amazing. Like, what was your big you know, dream? I get messages from people all over the world. And yeah. the wonders of social media, you know, we still have a lot of fans around the world, in Europe. And we're actually in talks of doing some shows over um, in England and possibly Germany. So that's, wow. you know, something that's been on the table for a couple of years. But, you know, it has to make sense and it has to logistically also very true so i'm thinking for next year there'll probably be some international and european dates so i'm quite excited about that and logistically uh my last name i'm german they like me in the uk too so if you need somebody i'm just saying i am just saying right i love your name because (laughs) your car (laughs) because the car that you invented is so amazing (laughs) that's very true and on top of all that that's my real name no one has ever believed me in all of my career. They're like, going, come on, you made that up. I believe you. It's, it's amazing, though. It's such a, you know, such a regal name. I mean, well, uh, if you have kids or someday 
okay if you have kids, yeah. you should name name your daughter Mercedes. That would be so cruel, though, wouldn't it? No, I think it's cool as hell. <laughs> that that would be very. But again, of all the years I lived in uh, Los Angeles, I don't know if you lived then. We didn't call them Mercedes; they were called Sades back then. Oh, okay. It'd be like say, and then you always had to shake your big hair when you said it. <laughs> That's how weird things were. Let's throw throw you back. Let's put you in your teenage years. What were your What was your big dream? You said that you were already singing at clubs. Was the dream to have a big hit? Was the dream that being a band? I mean, what was Jade at 14 thinking in 15? I want to be a rock star. Yeah, that's always been the dream because I was raised on music. Mm -hmm. So at an early age, I already knew what I wanted to do. My mom used to have me doing pageants. You know, I would sing and dance and, you know, do all that stuff. I was modeling. I did a lot of modeling through my teen years, and I also was a makeup artist, so I, I wow. came up doing a lot of things in the arts and theater, which was all sort of relative to being a full-time musician. Mm-hmm. Uh, something in the back of my mind always told me just to keep on keeping on, because I would see visions of myself on stage with the band and in front of big audiences, and, you know, I just always believed mm-hmm. that I would make it, and... I think that a lot of times it's it's really the power of positive thinking and definitely talent, of course, but mm-hmm. how many talented people get to make it? Not that many. Very true. And there's quite a few okay. untalented people that somehow make it because they happen to be in the right place at the right time. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, with social media and YouTube, I mean, they make stars overnight. But I'm just saying you can make a star overnight could get millions of views on your video, but are we really making legendary type stars? I mean, I look at the quality of talent that's out there now. I mean, there is some amazing, amazing talent. And I'm sure a lot of those performers, writers, artists will be around Mm -hmm. to tell the story like I'm telling to you, but I just don't see there being like Artists like Prince and David Bowie and Aretha Franklin, who passed today. Right. I was going to ask you about that. So bizarre. It's Madonna's 60th birthday. Oh, my God. And today is the anniversary of Elvis's death. And then Aretha Franklin passed today, too. It's a pretty legendary day. And then you and I um, connecting right there. That's the triple header. And our and our interview today, which makes it, you know, so cherry. It's the cherry on top. It's like it was supposed to be. Um, hey, listen, you know, I met David Bowie years ago, and I just felt so special. I felt like I just met this so legendary, amazing, iconic guy and he was just so funny and real and down to earth and took a photo with me like a silly moment with me and I just feel so blessed that I was able to have a moment like that and I've also met Prince he came into a recording session when we were recording our album for Virgin he came in Sunset Sound he was hanging out uh we were being produced by uh somebody that he used to, oh God, um, 
Andre Simone. I'm sorry. Andre Simone used to play with Prince, and then he became a producer, and Prince stopped in the session. He hung out. He talked with us, and I'd actually met him a couple times. I met him at a, uh, a post-awards uh, party in New York. So, you know, Prince was very cool, too. He, mm-hmm. You know, he, he was like, acted like a friend, like we knew him. Like, So I feel so blessed that I've met so many iconic, legendary artists. But if you think about it, how many people coming up now are really going to be that type of legendary? Very true. I just, you know, I hate to say it. You know, I mean, you watch the the Hall of Fame every year, mm-hmm. you know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And you see the caliber of the artists that are being inducted. And even how long it's taken for some of these artists, like the Cars, or uh, Aerosmith, or, you know, Fleetwood Mac, any of these artists. You know, how long has it taken for them to get inducted in the Hall of Fame? It takes a really, really, really long time. And I just don't know listening to what uh, what is going on today, like what what artist comes to mind that you think would be, you know... I would agree with that. ...inducted into the Hall of Fame. I would agree, because each decade has its group of people that describe that decade. So how do we see uh, since 2000, that 10-year span, or now this 10-year span, who's going to walk away other than... Maybe a Carrie Underwood, something of that sort. But right, if you, right. But if you move it to but pop how, and dance, you how know, do we how so, do we perpetuate? Yeah, this, you know. But I would agree with you. Meeting like a, a David Bowie and, and the stars I've met, uh, the artists that I've met over the years, you would never guess. You know, I'm backstage meeting like Joe Elliott of Def Leppard, and those, all of them are like the nicest guys you've ever met in your life. And you're like, these guys are bazillionaires. Women are screaming at them. They're all just like sitting back, like going. Steve, you want a beer? So, yeah. I would tend to agree with you. I mean, I've met quite a few of yeah. the legendary groups, you know, then and now. Yeah. And I think right now your superstars are DJs. Very true. This is what kids are worshiping. They're worshiping Tiesto and Cascade, and you know, they're the the legends right now. So, but I don't know how, and look, I love EDM, and I love working with DJ producers, but I'm saying, how does that compare to Blue Reed, mm. or, you know, Very true. or any any of those type of groups, yeah. you know what I mean? I totally agree. You know, we're, we are of that mindset, hard work, keep pumping out, and with that, you do earn respect within the industry, and... I don't get it either, but, you know, we're not here to comment on that because that is that group. That is their time period. So we'll see. Even if they have a, I bet they won't have a Hall of Fame. It'll be an app. So we won't have to worry about it. <laughs> Let me just delete that bitch. I, I love guess. you, Steve. I, honestly, I agree with you. That's what it'll be. Right. Just like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. and you sit there as they're all looking at their phone. So no one needs to show up to the damn thing. Just like, whoosh, 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 it's done. like I've been inducted into the app. Right. 
the... Like, oh, my God, dude, I saw you on the app. Congratulations. That's right, bro. I saw you have your own app, man. That's cool. Like, come on. So cool. It's like, totally cool. You know, and they're trying to steal the stuff we used to say. Okay, that's even worse. That I don't <laughs> like at all. It's like, wait a second. I said that. You cannot. So what do we get that's to see? Right. For... I was cool before you were. That's And I'm still cooler. Like, oh, and my I'm God. still cool, right? Way cooler. You know, when I hear the little girls go, oh, my God. I'm like, wait a second. I could do that better than you. And I have for years. <laughs> hey, you know what? I forgot to tell you the comment about the, the high hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to say the higher the hair, the closer to Jesus. That's very true. And then the Texas girls that I knew, they said the bigger the hair, the skinnier the waist. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, but no, we like the big hair. It's just like, oh, that's why. I feel like, I feel like big hair. It's uh, I, I definitely like big beauty queen pageant hair. It's definitely wild. Yeah. See, me being one of the tall guys in the clubs, my brother and I are very tall, that's how we'd pick out the girls who had the highest hair. Because we could just look up and over. So, one of the advantages is being 6'3. That's awesome. And that's really tall for a, for an on air guy. So, because I like to, cool. I get to sit in a dark studio for hours. All on air, Yeah. So, it's odd. It's odd. So, what do we have going on with you? I don't want to keep you too long because we're going to have you keep coming back. You are so much fun. I could probably talk to you for hours. Ah, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I could talk to you for hours. So, I feel like I know you anyway. Mm-hmm. I just feel like. There's a comfort level here yeah. where I feel like, even though we've never met, that I know you. Yeah. And maybe our souls have met in a past life, but I just feel we have a, a friendship and a comfortable connection that, you know, from a past life or something. Yep. could be. You and know what? The rock and roll community, the music community, I feel like, you know, people like Rob Juarez yep. and some other promoters are really you know so on to something with keeping this music alive and you know giving the fans what they want because for some reason the A's has this longevity mm-hmm. to it this this appeal that some other decades really don't have I mean people just want to see these groups and hear these songs and it brings back these waves of incredible emotion and good time you know it's just a it's a great place to be bumped in with those that genre you know i just had the pleasure of meeting jeff lynn from elo he was just in town okay oh they're so amazing he has not been on tour in what 35 years hasn't done anything no music none of that the place was packed because you gotta think jeff's 70 now Oh okay. my God! I have so my nev- dad. My dad was into electric light orchestra. How freaking cool! And I sat there amazed. Twelve-piece band sounded incredible. You looked around, and I saw people from their twenties. I saw some people from the forties, fifties, sixties, seventies. A couple people in wheelchairs that were in their eighties, rocking it out. I was just amazed. So I would agree with you. These bands. Cool. seem to get better as they age. I mean, they, you don't have to do the touring every year. It's just do no. it right. You know what it is, too? It's like it's like being grateful to God mm. for still being able to do it at that age and still having fans come out and appreciate you. It's, 
It's what keeps you young. Mm. Rock and roll keeps you young. I would agree. The, the music is uplifting. Zen-like, it really is. Did you have a chance to ask him about his uh, feeling about losing Tom Petty? Uh, no. He had an entourage that was 50 people deep. Okay. okay. I expected him to say something during the concert. But it was more just a, a he played some he played a traveling Woolbury song, like what? Isn't that one of the greatest uh, group of uh, legends? That, that was just such a great group of legendary musicians. And just the opportunity for the five of them just to get together one day while George and Jeff were working on a song. That's how that all came about. Right, and right. Just an, an incredible. And Jeff being such a talent and everyone that's still out there and showing their talent that you don't your talent doesn't stop when you're 35 or 40 when right. when music might be over. No, you get to bring back songs from 1972 to a sold out packed arena. That's so cool. And that, just, that just, just blows my mind and it makes me so happy. You know, when you go out there with. Your Steel's Wheels tour, you know, you come out with your little walker squeaking, you know, for the dance tracks. You'll be okay at 80, Jade. You'll be okay. So <laughs> It'll be the catch me, I'm falling, and I can't get up. Oh, my God. That We need to make a T-shirt for that. You need to make one. <laughs> Jade, it has been oh, an absolute sure. pleasure. Let's make sure everybody gets to your social media site. It's jadesterlingat.com. So get there. You can see all her updates. Jade Starling at Hotmail. Oh, wait. No. Jade Starling at. No, wait. What no. did I say? It's well, jadesterling.com. You can follow me on Instagram at yep. Jade Starling. Follow me on Facebook at Jade Starling. And Twitter at Jade Starling. There you go. But, yeah. of course, you know, there's a, there's info about the group. You know, Pretty Poison. I like to mix it up. I mean, I'm doing both the Pretty Poison stuff and I'm doing. You have Solo to. Stuff you have to. Darling, so it's, and if there's, it's really cool for me to be as diverse as I want to be. I don't have to be pigeonholed. Nope. I like to write and perform great music. It doesn't matter what style or genre. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hate when people say, so what's your genre or your style? Right. I just say, good f***ing music. There you go. And then I say, can you spell genre for me? And they're like, um, let me look it up. So. I know. It's like silly. It, it, I mean, at this point in time, I just like pleasing the audience mm-hmm. and pleasing ourselves. You know, we want to enjoy what we do. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, we're doing, we're doing dance music, <clears throat> excuse me, but with a rock edge mm-hmm. and with live, you know, percussion elements, too. So I really can enjoy all the facets of the music that has inspired me my whole life. I feel just so blessed and happy where I am right now musically. And, you know, I look forward to doing more shows. We're actually doing, you know, we do some smaller arena type shows, but we're doing, uh, we're doing a lot of like outdoor amphitheaters and stuff with multi acts. And I really enjoy being on those shows because you get seen by so many people. Right. And it brings such a diverse audience. It does. And then the kids can come, too. You know, in the nightclub, your kids really can't come unless Mm -hmm. you're 21. So I love the 
fact that our fans can bring their kids. It's awesome. And much like the Lost 80s, Spandau Ballet fans got to see you perform. So you got new fans. I think that's a great yeah. idea. So. Yes, absolutely. And talk about a great guy, yeah. Tony Hadley. What a gentleman. Mm-hmm. We, we bonded. We talked. We must have talked for like hours. Mm. He's just so cool. So he nice. was. He was. He's ca- he's called me on his drive to his mom's house a couple of times. Oh, he is a sweetheart. He truly is. He is. I would say everybody on that show was just amazing. Uh, the guys from uh, um, Wang Chung, they yep. were totally cool. Yep. Uh, I mean, oh, every every group that was on the show was just, I believe, humbled by the fact that after all these years, they can still be out there playing. And their fans will find them and come and see them. Jade, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on The Blend. I will have you back over and over again. And I won't even start a rumor that you and I text late at night. I'm not going to say anything <laughs> like that. It's not going to happen. Uh, rumor has it. I don't know who started the rumor at Steve underscore Benz or at Jade Starling, either one of those at hey, Twitter. Listen, tell, tell your buddy uh, Rob Juarez. I send my love, and hopefully he'll have us back on the tour next year. I've really had such a great time. Certainly will. Jade, be cool. Stay cool. Keep dancing. Love you, everybody. Mwah.